Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain! Look at me, short. I'm the captain now. Welcome to the Supercoach Co-Captains Podcast. Hello and welcome to the final round of the Home and Away Seasons Supercoach Co-Captains Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dano, and with me as always, we have Pado. Welcome, Pado. Yes, hello, Dano. Hello, listeners. Uh, Supercoach Grand Finals, Dano, which I know probably isn't an issue for yourself. Shut the um, fuck up. Giants are <laughs> out and you're dealing with about 84 donuts and more donuts in the cop shop. But uh, I've got a full team this week. Hey, George Hewitt's back and Dano's back. And Taranto. Yep. He's back, baby. Anyway, um, the reason why I sound so down is because we have to we have to talk about this week's group winner and I can't be fucked. So Pato, you do it. Uh okay, so just let me look up the team name and who were on it. So uh group winner was uh someone by the name of Pato um with the team name Dusty for PM. Fucking fuck. uh, must be a Richmond fan, so what what a great guy. Um but no, they had a huge score of just let me look it up. Talk about yourself in a third person. Uh, 25-60, which is a pretty pretty big score. Um, at around 22 rank of 555, which is pretty decent. Mm. Um, but no, they, they were actually a little bit crazy, Dano. They traded out Tim English for one Tom Hawkins, which is looking like a masterstroke coming into round 23 with no Jeremy Cameron, but we'll address that soon. But Ooh. no, they had Sean Darcy and Jared Witts in ruck. Um, Jordan Dawson in defense with a big 145. Sam Doherty played a bit in midfield for a 121. Uh, Took Miller, Clayton Oliver were the usual suspects. Um, yeah, just a just a really solid team overall. And they had six people play on their bench too. So the depth is looking really strong leading into Supercoach Grand Final. So I hope they win their Supercoach Grand Final, Dano. They slash them. However you want to refer me as, Dano. <laughs> okay, we'll get, we're going to do something a bit um, different this week. We're going to do... The first lot's going to be tag risks that we're going to discuss. And then the second lot is going to be trade-in targets because it's going to be a one-week punt sort of thing. Could could win you a fucking grand final. It could get your first place in Supercoach. Old mate Jay's still up the top, so good luck to him. So trade risks. Sorry, not trade risks. Tag risks this week, Pato. For who who you could potentially trade out because you reckon they're going to get tagged? Who's your first one? Yeah, those pesky taggers are back in vogue, Dano. It seems like sort of half the league, at least, or probably even a bit more, mm, um, mm. are running with some sort of tag or negating role, which is very frustrating. But the one that's been doing it most of the year is uh, Ryan Clark at Sydney playing that defensive forward role on a lot of halfbacks. And I think it's almost certain that he's going to go to Jack Sinclair this weekend. So, Mm. Um, he went to Nick Dacos, Dano, and I think Dacos got a 60-odd, um, which is obviously not good enough. I just pressed Jack, Josh Dacos instead of Nick, so we're off to a good start, <laughs> um, just like I did with that bet, Dano, but let's not go there. Um, yeah, he had a 62 against Ryan Clark's tag, so probably expect a similar score against Sinclair, maybe a little bit more because Sinclair's obviously a bit more of a mature player and um whatnot but yeah probably not going to be the greatest game and if you're relying on him in the last game of the round to get you in 100 odd i'd be very nervous yeah and like you said pato ryan clark's been absolutely fucking beasting it uh, with his tag this year so yeah i'm 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 not liking jack sinclair he'll probably fucking go out now and get like 120 just to prove us wrong but no i'm not liking it um but the next one that you've got listed down here you've been saying that you didn't like his grand final uh run home and that's well, Andy Brazor. I, I didn't like his last sort of six yeah. weeks of the season, Dano. Yeah. And that's why I said the, grand the, final run home. Yeah, the, the data has backed that up. He's had one score over 106 in the last five rounds. Um yep. and someone did yep. predict that, Dano, if you remember correctly. Yep. So I I can see him getting about 90 to 100 again this weekend, Dano. I even though the Giants have nothing to play for, um, looks like Mavay is going to be one of those pricks that that does those pesky things. So I think uh, Andy Brasher will have Lockie Ash or um, probably actually, oh, who's that guy? Um, Perryman. He'll probably have Perryman for 
for company all game. Just Perryman went to merit last weekend. So, yeah, it looks like Brayshaw will get that tag. And for 95 against uh, the Giants earlier on in the year, don't know, with a tag. So I'm expecting a, a similar score this week. Yeah. Do you reckon Andy Brayshaw will ever be able to handle a tag? He's actually statistically done a little bit better against a tag this year compared to last year. Remember last year, he had some 50s and 60s. And, oh, and- yeah. Like, that was real bad. So he's progressed to sort of an 80 and 90 against the tag, which is okay. Um, I reckon next year he'll be able to fully break a tag, Dano, and um, sort of get to that Neil and Oliver level where even if they get tagged, they'll still get you a 90 to 100, which you're okay with. Um, Because Brayshaw obviously has that ceiling. He can go 120, 130, 140 um, without attention. And with attention, if you can just get that floor up to 95, 100, you'll live with that. Um, Mm, So I think Brayshaw next year... Um, I will be all over him like Pedro concert. But anyway. Fuck. Fuck. Oh my god. Um, any dogs player. I could have said like... Stringer at a Wiggles concert. Yeah, uh, fucking hell. Fucking hell. Oh my lord. Any dogs player, Pato. You've got any dogs yeah, player listed someone, down here. Someone is gonna get the Finn McGuinness tag. He has had a lot of different roles. He's tagged halfbacks. He's he takes Shea Bolton on the weekend. Actually, did a pretty good job at it as well. Uh, it didn't matter because Tom Lynch exists, and Tom Lynch is anyway. Um, yeah, so it could be Bailey Dale. It could be Liba. Liba has had yep. a little bit of attention. Um, I can't see him going to Bontempelli. He's really hard to tag, and Finn McGinnis just isn't big enough for a Bontempelli. Um, I can't see McRae getting tagged. He's not really a taggable sort of person. Um, and Dunkley's, again, too big as well. So I feel like it could be one of Dale or Libba. Um, they could even try something really funky and go with a with a Caleb Daniel tag, which won't be very super coach relevant, but yeah. it's probably just enough doubt there to avoid dogs players um, at least for your VC and C, I don't think you're training any of them out in this. Their name is Tim English. And because um, I believe Steph Martin got up, did he, Dano? He's not named as an out. So I'm not sure. Um, yeah, mm. I don't remember him seeing him as an out. I think McNeil was the only one that went out. So um, yeah, Tim English, I think, is a really big trade out, but that was last week, not this week. But yeah, um, yeah I'd be avoiding dogs players as a VC or C just to avoid that Finn McGuinness tag. Now in the showdown game, uh, who do you think is going to get tagged by Willem Drew? Because you got two, oh, two names listed here, both potentials. Yeah, it'll be one of Dawson and Laird, and Dawson did actually get a bit of attention from Willem Drew in the first showdown, which was like round two or three, Dano, I believe. Um, but Dawson still got one twelve or so from memory. Um, sorry, 123 he got, but he got like 30 points for kicking a goal after the siren to win them the game. So mm. um, obviously a lot of scaling involved there. I don't think Laird I, will get tagged. And if he does, I reckon yeah, he'll be able to I think handle Laird it. Is, yeah, I think Laird is really hard to tag. So I think it'll probably go to Dawson. Um, Port Adelaide probably win this pretty easily anyway. So I'm not sure it'll make that much difference to the result. Mm. Yeah. Now... The Saints versus the Swans game is going to be a very interesting one. I didn't realize that, like, I haven't been really watching St Kilda games. I knew Windhager has been doing run with roles, tagging roles, but I didn't know Machito Owens was doing it too. Yeah, the last two or three weeks, the Saints have done double tags on teams. I think it started against Geelong a few weeks ago, um, and they've rolled with it ever since. So just, yeah, Brett Ratton proven to be an absolute prick for super coaches, but. Um, Windhager's been taking the sort of midfield matchup. Um, and Mitch Owens is sort of he's gone on some halfbacks, he's gone on some midfielders, wingmen. So I feel like this could be a Mills and Warner tag job. So I'd be steering clear of those Sydney players. Mm, tagging the dick pick, interesting. Well, it's about time someone actually probably gave him some hardcore attention, not from the drop box. Um, anyway, we got the next one, which is. Brisbane versus Melbourne. So you got James Harms in the 22 paddo. He he likes to tag a Lockie Neal every now and then, but Lockie Neal can still fucking pump out over 100 against him. So what do you reckon? Uh, yeah, Harms has come into the team, and I'm almost certain that is to tag Lockie Neal. So I'd be staring clear of Neal as a VC. Um, I wouldn't trade him out. If you've got the luxury trade or trades, I would look at trading Lockie Neal out if I'm completely really? honest. He only held I him would, to 111 yeah. this year. Yeah. 
I just I feel like Melbourne win this game and Lockie Neal could have another 80 odd. So yeah, I, I just feel like for a one week punt, um, he would be on the chopping block for me if I had one or two trades. What about the barometer? I think the barometer goes to Clayton Oliver, Dano. Um, I don't think he does as good a job against Neil, uh, sorry, against Oliver as Harms will do to Neil um, because Oliver can still get to 110 or so with getting the tag. Um, Yeah, the Bromina did do a tag last weekend against um, Jack Steele. Uh, I didn't watch the game, um, but people have come out and said that's the worst game he's ever played, um, including his rookie Mm. season. So I don't know how much to read into that, whether it was Jack Steele just carrying that shoulder injury and just being cooked or whether... Jack Steele was really bad because of Matheson. So I'd have a little bit more confidence with VC Oliver over Neil in saying that I'm looking at a key forward against a really juicy matchup, but we'll mm. address that later, Dano. Yeah, I was a bit sad with Jack Steele. Uh, anyway, trade-in targets, Pato. So the one-week punters, this is it. This could make or break your season. This could win you a grand final cashy. It could fucking leave you in tears. So the one that we've been pumping up for the last few weeks is Tom Hawkins versus the Eagles. Why? Why would uh, we be training mate, in Tom I, Hawkins versus the Eagles? I've been on Tom Hawkins since he was about 350K, and I said he'll have a better end of the year than um, Jeremy Cameron, and that has turned out to be true. But, um, yeah, Hawkins, Eagles, what more is there, is there to say? Um, Jeremy Cameron isn't playing. He's out for two to three weeks, Dana, which is a little bit of a scandal because obviously he'll be touch and go for that first final. Mm. Um, there's a sneaky chance that Hawkins can win the Coleman from he's six goals behind McGovern. No, not McGovern. Um, I know, I know who you mean. Fucking old, old mate from Carlton. Uh, Charlie Kerno. <laughs> Um, and he plays before Charlie. He plays on Saturday. He plays against the Eagles. It's down in Geelong. Um, I think he'd be pretty keen to try and get to double figures, Dana. That's how big of a game Tom Hawkins, I think, can I, play. I reckon so, they'll feed it to him. I reckon they will absolutely fucking feed it to him to try and get him the Coleman. I agree. I agree. Um, like when, like when Jeremy up. Cameron, like when Jeremy Cameron, they did it with um, the Giants when he was at the Giants. They just kept feeding him the ball. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And I... They've locked up top spot so that they can't slide. So I think they'll be very Tom Hawkins focused to try and get him that Coleman. Um, yeah, I think it will be a good week to be a Tom Hawkins owner, but that's just me, Dana. Yeah, I'm loving this next one. Tommy Lynch versus Essendon. I know a fair few people have been bringing or brought Tommy Lynch in in the last couple of weeks and they will be absolutely f- being fucking frothing. Um, yeah, I reckon he can absolutely dismantle Essendon. Hurley comes back to play. But Hurley's been out for fucking how long? Uh, I reckon Hurley might play full forward, don't I? Just park him up there. He's literally coming in for a farewell game. Mm. I reckon get they park goal. him forward and try and get him a goal or two and, and see him out that way. I can't see them bringing him back for his farewell game for the first time in, what, three years? It's been three years since he played? Two years, something some like that? Shit like, yeah, some shit like that. I can't see them bringing him in just to play on Tom Lynch, who is in the form of his life. He's, he's got a three-round average of 135 in Supercoach Dano. And anyone that watched um, that game on Sunday against the Hawks between hey, Richmond and Hawthorne, um, I hope you've been to church since because you need a cleansing because you watched some absolute <laughs> hardcore shit. Um, so, yeah, I'm... I'm a little bit spewing. I didn't go with Lynch over Hawkins last week, um, but I feel like Hawkins will have that 180-odd score this week, and Lynch might go a 110. So um, Lynch had a 33 against Eston earlier on the year, which is a little bit weird, but I feel like that's the game he got injured. Probably. Potentially. But, but yeah, if you're looking at a one-week punt, if you're holding Tom, Tim English, I reckon English to Hawkins or Lynch, they will both get you 120-plus, and they'll score more than English. So... This, this, this could make or break your grand final league, um, your, your league matchup, Dano. And, and if mm. you could even VC Tom Hawkins, which is what I am going to do this week, Dano. And I mean, Lynch plays Saturday night, so you could also VC him oh. and back back one of your Sunday players to to get the captaincy. So, yeah, 
is that extra layer of if you can nail a 180 VC, you'd probably be in line for a, for a weekly dano, which is what mm. I'm eyeing off. Yeah, you got Jordan DeGalli, the man, he who shall not be named versus Carlton. I'm so, I want to skip over that. I reckon that's a terrible choice. No, nah, this this will be the biggest um, regular season game ever, Dano, to sell out already. Yeah, I know, but I don't think um, he's going to be the match winner or anything. So he had 112 against Carlton in round 11. Um, Collingwood won that game. I know he's come off a week off. He'll play midfield. Um, no Taylor Adams. Penderbury probably plays a bit in there. Uh, I just get the sense that he could go 130, 140. And as a one-week punt, if you've got not much money and you want to try and turn maybe a Will Brody into a, a he who shall not be named, um, I think it's a decent shout, Dano. Now, I like it. I like the next one. LDU versus Gold Coast. I like that. That is a fucking good shout. He He's on my radar for next season, LDU. He's on a lot of radars for next mm. season. Um, he'll be quite popular. So round 12, he had 109 against the Suns up at TIO. Um, this one's at Marvel. Um, both of these teams, that no one's going to tag. No one's really going to care enough to to want to try and play defensive like that. They obviously want to finish off the season the right way. North, I think, are going to be pretty hungry to not be a complete disappointment for the end of the year. Mm. Strangely enough, they dropped Aaron Hall, which he's yeah, actually on this list. He was on this list, I know. Um, they've probably just put a bit of cotton wool around him to make sure he's right for next year and has an inter- uninterrupted preseason. But uh, LDU is a one-week punt I really, really like. Mm, let's stream him from round 12. 109, 138, 88, 124. 149, 110, 104. Then he dropped to a 68. Then 119, 141 last week. So I fucking yeah, love that. The one, the 141, um, he was on 100 odd at half time, Dano. Um, and he was like just playing ridiculously in the first half. And then Adelaide changed the matchup. They put a bit more pressure on, uh, they put a bit of attention on him. They moved uh, um, Barry onto him and quelled his influence a little bit more, but still obviously got the 141 because he was so good in that first half. Mm. Um, yeah, he, th- this kid's a star. Um, I really rate D- Davies Uniac, and I agree with you. Um, round one next year, I'll be very shocked if he's not in my team unless he's injured. Mm. Yeah, you got Sam Doherty versus Collingwood on the condition that he plays mid. Hello. Yeah, so I did this before teams came out, Dano, and before the shock inclusion of George Hewitt, which oh yeah, he was listed at two to three weeks on the injury list. Um, he's named on well, they've extended, named an extended um, yeah. bench, so I feel like they're naming him and they're giving him every opportunity to get up for such a big game. Um, he is named on the bench though, so I feel like there's still a chance he doesn't play. Um, if he doesn't play and you've still got that trade, a crisp to uh, Doherty. What's his name? Doherty trade looks really attractive if you can afford it. Because um, Doherty will be the one that plays midfield if Hewitt misses. Now, if Hewitt does play, that midfield will be Chair, Cripps, Walsh, um, and Hewitt. So I wouldn't be touching him. He'll still probably have a decent game because it's against Collingwood. But uh, yeah, all depending on whether Hewitt gets up or not. Yeah, we've got Noah Anderson versus North Melbourne. He's plugging along nicely, Noah Anderson. I don't mind that shit. He is. Uh, he's also on next year watch for me, Dano. Um, hasn't quite hit the heights of LDU, but he's had a, a quietly decent season and he'll be coming into his is it third year, Dano, or fourth? Third, I think. Third. So it's probably not quite at that four-year breakout that I really look at, but... Um, oh, maybe he is. Yeah. Four. Hang on. Hang on. I basically, no, he's the Rao's same draft as Rao. Yeah. Yeah. Rao's the same. So Rao, Rao pinged, uh, or did his shoulder? No. Did he do his shoulder or knee the first year? Shoulder first year. Then second year, he got injured straight away again. Then came back. Yeah. No, it is third year. Yep. Yeah. He was the same draft year as Rao. Oh, best yeah. That's what I was trying. I was trying to work. I was trying to work out the draft just by his injuries. <laughs> Yeah. 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 I, I like the Noah Anderson shout. I reckon he'll go all right versus North. Um, midfielders versus Richmond, Pato. <laughs> they go all right. 
Yeah, Ooh, I wouldn't be looking at Dylan Shield because he's terrible. But Parrish or Merritt, I like both of these um, as a one-week punt. Now, Parrish only had the 87 on the weekend, but he's got really big history against Richmond. Uh, historically, he's got 128 and 166 in his last two. So, yeah, not cheap at 556K, but um, he's going to be allowed to do whatever he wants because Richmond is going to be too busy with the ball. Um and Zachy Merritt, yeah, you said? Merritt, com- Merritt coming off a 73 um, and a 71 the week before. That's two tagged games. Um, other than that, he won't get tagged this week. Uh, 102 earlier this year against Richmond, but 137 and 143 in his last two against the Tigers. So I feel like he gets a 120, 130. It probably depends on how the game goes, Dana. Now, if Richmond have another performance like against the Hawks and they win by sort of 10 to 15 goals, then... Merritt probably doesn't go big, but I think Essendon might be keen to finish off the season a little bit stronger in a, in a relatively big game against a big uh, rival, and they might be pretty keen to impress a certain coach that feels like 10 teams are looking at, they know. So mm. um, maybe there's a little bit to play for there, but there's a lot of issues at Essendon, so I wouldn't be surprised if this is a 120-point game. Now, I'm going to drop a name in here. Because we've got a few Port players, but we haven't mentioned this one. What's Zach Butters done against Adelaide previously? Uh, yeah, I was going to throw him in. I remembered on my drive home from work, but I forgot to add him in. Ah. Um, I don't I don't mind the shout, don't I? Uh, this guy's going to tempt us to fucking pick him next year, and I'm going to hate it. <laughs> oh, no. But his last four, 106, 120, 121, and 106. And that's against three teams that are in the top eight and Essendon. So, yeah, he could go silly against Adelaide and just go absolutely nuts. Adelaide aren't a team that tag a whole bunch. Mm. Um, yeah, but it's had a 58 in the showdown earlier this year, but he got a bit of friendly fire, pretty much the opening bounce and really struggled. I feel like he was probably a little bit concussed and they were a bit dodgy about it. So mm. um, he struggled for a couple of weeks after that head knock as well. So... I like to shout butters. I think the sort of guy that can get 25 touches and kick three or four against Adelaide, who this game could get pretty ugly. Um, it's a showdown. So Adelaide are probably going to try and turn up, but Porter just going to be too good. So yeah, I like that shout. And what about uh, what Quadzilla, Ollie Wines versus Adelaide? Don't mind yeah, that one. Um, coming, off a, coming off a 140 last weekend. Um, 118, 125 is two before that as well. I, yeah, I, I see him rounding out the, the year very strongly this week and could go 130 plus as well again. So, as a one week punt, I like. Now, you got Aaron Norton versus Hawthorne here. I'm not a big Aaron Norton fan at all. Um, are you why have you put him on the list, Pato? It's, it's a one week thing, don't I? He's just got to get one, one week. Has he historically played well against Hawthorne? Because I never would have considered him. Uh, no, but if Tom Lynch can kick what he kicked against the Hawks, um, Norton can absolutely go similar. So No way. You can't compare Lynch to Norton like that. No. You're insulting uh, Lynch. A... <laughs> yeah, that's a big I'm insult just... to Tommy Lynch. I'm just saying Norton could kick a huge bag. Um they're a chance at making that final spot in the finals still. One's um, a dead-eye dick, and the other one's Aaron Norton. Have you seen Tom Lynch go kick a goal? He's a shocking set kick. When he was at the Suns, he used to take his opportunities a lot. Mate, he, I've seen him miss from 20 out straight in front. Like He's better than Norton. Probably. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's a risk. If you don't have any money um, and you can turn a Holland into into Norton as a, as a one-week punt. You can loophole it. Um, I don't mind it. Old man Hearn, Paddo, is averaging 120, 129 over the last three rounds. Straight yeah, he him. is. Um, and he'll probably have plenty of kickouts. He'll have plenty of chip mark, chip mark, because it's the only way West Coast are going to hold on to the ball. Um, yeah, as a one-week punt. He's obviously an injury risk as well, but... Who cares? It's the last game. Exactly. No, I more mean like a, a during game injury. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But that. he could easily go one forty on the weekend. Mm. Now, Sean Darcy has the Giants, Pato. 
You've said Darcy versus Briggs, and I find this very intriguing because Briggs is kind of like, fuck, what's his name? Reese Stanley in a way. You know how sometimes you go, oh, they're playing, they're rucking against Geelong, they should go good, and then Reese Stanley randomly pops in there and just kind of does a negative effort against the other rucks? Mm-hmm. Br- Briggs is a big boy. He's ve- He doesn't look it, but he's very fucking solid. I actually don't know what his weight is. It wouldn't surprise me if he's fucking massive. 107. 107. How much is Sean Darcy? Like 112? Probably. Darcy weight. Let's have a look at this. Sean Darcy. No, he's 110. So they're similar weights. Pardo. Yes. Briggs has given up big scores to Ruckman. Won't surprise me if Darcy doesn't go huge. And I mean, he dropped 155 on Nick Nat, so Darcy can play. <laughs> that, that, is, that is fucking true. That, <laughs> that, how much time on ground did Nick Nat, Nick Nat play? Uh, probably about 60% like he always does. Yeah, so did Darcy really get 150-odd against Nick Nat or did he get 150-odd against the reserve rucks? Well, he would have rucked mostly against Nick Nat. Anyway, Jared Witts versus North Melbourne. You got him. You got him there. Streamlined. I'm not. What? I'm. What's going on with Jared Witts? What do you mean? He scored one sixteen. Yeah, he's kind of been bipolar. Yeah, because he's so reliant on hitouts to advantage, and that's obviously not always going to happen. Sixty-eight, one forty-eight, sixty-three, one seventeen, seventy-eight, eighty-six, eighty-five, one thirty-three, one sixteen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was there was rumours that Goldstein might not get up. Um, he still may be a late out. They've named Comden um, yep. as an emergency, so he could easily be in a, a late in and Wits could go massive. I like the next one. Mark Blitzarves, if he's soul rucking, I don't mind that. He's listed as a defender too, isn't he? His defender ruck. Hmm. Tantalizing. The, on, the only one. Um, Blitzabs is named as the number one ruck, and Segler's not playing. So it seems like Blitzabs is going to ruck against Bailey Williams. Uh, wait, where's Nick Nat? Did Nick Nat not? Ah, uh, Nick Nat's out. Mm. So, yeah, no Segler. Blitzabs main ruck. Radigalia will probably play backup ruck, but I mean, he's not going to play much because he'll be the second key forward. So Blitzabs could go big. And against Adelaide, you've got Houston and Robbie Gray. Robbie Gray, for the obvious reason, showdown specialist in his last game. Houston, yeah, this could be good. a bit of Josh Kennedy about about it. Um, could go big in his last game. They're going to try and feed him the ball, and yeah, as you said, a showdown specialist. Mm. Yep, yep. And Dan Houston, what do you like about that? Uh, just Adelaide are, are pathetic at their pressure game up forward and constantly give up big scores to to wing uh, sorry to halfbacks. So as a once-off punt, Houston um, is a bit bipolar in his scoring as well. Um, but when he goes big, he goes real big um, when he doesn't have much attention against him. So mm. this could easily be a sort of 130-odd game from Houston and um, 452K. Um, he's 11k more than Jaden Short. Um, yeah, 20 odd k more than Jack, Jack Crisp. So, yeah, as a once-off punt, I like it. Here we go. So we're going to question time because that's a good segue with the uh, the Crisp call. We've got Josh saying he has 475k for a defender after trading Crisp. He wants to go blitzers, but not sure if Houston is the better call. What would you do there, Pato? Because you've listed them both. Yeah, that, that is a really, really tough call. Um, I, fucking, I, I like yeah. I like looking at Crisp out and trying to bring someone in. Um, I, I think it's Blitzabs against Bailey Williams. Um, with no mm. Nick Nat, I think he could go massive. And he's the sort of guy that can float forward and kick goals as well. So that just adds to his already probably monster score. Yep. Okay, we got now I'm facing. Simon has said choices for on field. In defense, he needs to field three and leave one on the bench. He's got Luke Ryan, Jack Crisp, Stephen May, and Jaden Short. So he needs to pick three on the field. Who would you pick out of them? I know who I'd pick. Pato. 
Don't oh, know. fuck. Um, well, you got to pick Ryan. Yeah, Ryan's non-negotiable for me. I'm just trying to mm. field, trying to find the other two. It's really tough. Um, I think Crisp, your bench Crisp. If you can't loophole. I was, yeah, I'd be looping. He said he's got Cox as his bench player. Oh, oh fuck. Brisbane Cox. Hang Who on. He plays on Friday night. That's yeah, really fuck. unlucky. Yeah, That's fuck. unlucky. I just realized that. Yeah. Oh, no. Fuck. Um, I reckon Stephen May will go well. Wait, is Lever playing? Yeah, Lever's back. Yeah, I reckon Stephen May will go well. I'd I'd be fielding short. I, for some reason, I reckon short's going to go good. Oh yeah, he plays Essendon. Stephen yeah. May was close to best on ground in that. That game was unbelievable, by the way, Jano. Did you watch that? Demons Blues. Nah, I I ended up I was driving back from Melbourne up here, and I ended up switching it off because Carlton were winning. And then I looked at the score, and I'm like, ha ha, suffering your fucking job. I, I was I was dead to I was dead to the world. I was going to go home, go to bed at three quarter time. Um, but I was like, this game's too fucking good, and I watched the end of it, and I'm glad I did because unbelievable game. I think the Blues deserve to play finals. Um, but Stephen May was unbelievable. So I think you've got to field him in another really big game. So it's between Short and Crisp. It's hard to look past Short. He's playing Essendon. Yeah, mm. Even if he plays this half-forward sort of role, um, we are a midfielder down. Jack Ross comes in for Jack Graham, but I think Short still gets some midfield minutes. Um, whereas Crisp, if anything, his CBAs go down a bit more because Dugowie comes in and um, shit, I said his name. And <laughs> yeah, I think I think that hurts Jack Crisp. So I think Crisp, Bench, Short and May and Ryan on field. Yep. And then up forward, he says field Bolton or Smith. Yeah, Smith. Which Smith? <laughs> I'm assuming he means Bailey. Bailey. Um, I'm assuming. Ooh. Yeah, that is tough. I would probably field Bolton. Shea Bolton. Yeah. Um, he's got a, a pretty attractive history against Essendon. Um, they don't really negate either. He had 52 against them in round 10 this year, don't know, but 119 and 131 in his last two against them. And I expect this to probably be a little bit one-sided as well, which works in Bolton's favour. So I, I would be erring towards Bolton if you can't loophole. Now, we've got one from Liam, which is actually going to segue into our VCNC options. So he said, best option to captain out of the following, Laird, Miller, Neil, Dawson, Libba, Witts, Darcy, Cripps. Well, Lockie Neal's automatically uh, VC. out of contention because he plays in the first game, so I don't know why he'd captain him. Well, you'd think took, I, took, took against... I honest, yeah. I honestly think the best option there is Patrick Cripps. Really? Yeah. Against the Pies. I was thinking yep. Took against North. I like Took, but something just tells me Cripps is going to go big. Yeah, okay. Well, I think he's just going to have one of those sort of Superman games where he tries to put his team on his shoulders and, um, yeah, tries to, to get them into finals. Yeah. Uh, did DeConing get named for them? Um, Tom DeConing has come in. No, I th- on, did he? Yeah, he's he named. Got, oh, he was in, but he's to, on the he's on the bench. So if they play dual rucks, that helps Paddy Cripps as well because he won't have to ruck. So I just got this hunch that Cripps is going to go big with Hewitt playing as well as Walsh and Chera. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Chera's injured though, so I, I, I expect Chera or Hewitt, one of them, to be a laid out. Yeah, okay. It didn't Chera Zach, get Zach, subbed Zach out of Williams, game? Zach Williams is also named. Interesting. Um, yeah. No, wait. Chera's been selected in the starting eighteen. Oh, he was a he was a late out. Sorry. Yeah, he's in the starting eighteen. He could still be a laid out. Yeah, true. True. Uh, I'm saying Tuke. You're saying Crips. And a nice little segue here. So we're not called the Super Coach Co-Captains for nothing. Every week, we give you guys VC and C options to set your team apart from the rest, and hopefully it wins you a grand final this week. So, Pato, we already discussed it. Friday night game, fourth versus third, Brisbane versus Melbourne. Who do you have? Because there's a fair few VC options in this one. Yeah, there is. I think um, 
Actually, I, I don't know if there's heaps, don't know, um, to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Oliver's a pretty safe VC, though, and Petrarca could get off the chain a little bit as well. I was just about to look up Petrarca's history against Brisbane because I have a, I just want to know if he actually does play well against him, to be honest. I feel like he would, but I'm about to find out for you. <laughs> The, the other one is um, Max Ooh. Gorn, who has a large history against the the Lions with a 138 last year and 157 the week before, but he's probably okay. got similar numbers against okay. most teams. So in his three games, last three games against Bris- uh, yeah, Brisbane, so early, uh, around 15 this year, he got 97, Christian Petrarca. 2021, he got 130. And then 2020, he got 141. So maybe... Um. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, no. Nah, nah. I was gonna, I was gonna think of someone else then, but I just looked them up, and yeah, no, nah, they're not good. Oliver's history is nice. It's one forty this year, then ninety four last year, and then one seventy seven in twenty twenty. So yeah, Oliver's the safe option. Um, I don't care what what the barometer does. I don't think you can keep up with him. In all honesty, no, agreed. I'm staying away from uh, this game as a VC or C, but I think if you're forced into having a VC here, um, I think you're pretty happy with Oliver or Gorn. Yeah, yeah, don't mind that. No lucky Neil for Pato. I'm yeah, probably I probably wouldn't do lucky Neil in this one. Saturday, the blockbuster game between the fucking pathetic Giants versus the OK Fremantle and Monica in Canberra. Darcy. Going to Sean Darcy. He's going to Sean Darcy. <sighs> to be honest, or... as a VC, Harry Himmelberg. Yeah, but where's he going to play? That's the problem. That's why I said a VC and not C. I think like, there's better options. Yeah, I actually think he's going to play at centre half forward, but mm. yeah. Yeah, there's better options. Yeah, fuck it. Um, next game, I already said it earlier. North Melbourne versus Gold Coast at Marvel. I'm going the Took. The Took, Took, Chugga, Chugga. LDU is another one that you could do. Yeah, Took and LDU are the probably the two here, Dano. Um, maybe a Jared Witt as a smoky, but uh, not sure. Or Anderson as well, as you said, as a trade-in. Would you do a probably VC? Not as a v- probably not as a VC. Watch him go bananas now, and we're like, oh, fuck, okay. <laughs> Yeah, that always happens. <laughs> hey, we said that he's a cheeky one to bring in, but anyway. No one else in this one? No. Now, nah. Okay. I know who you're going to say for the next one. So, a GMHBA to BC to EFG Stadium. We've got Geelong versus West Coast. Pado, take it away. Tom Stewart? No. Hawkins. <laughs> well, it's got first part right. It's Tom. Tom Hawkins yeah. for Pado. Shannon Hearn is if if Shannon Hernia, <laughs> Shannon Hernia, if you've got him, could be another potential VC. Pato. Yeah, uh, blitz abs. I don't mind. Um, real left fielder, but could go large. And Tom Stewart, I see probably having a pretty solid game as well. Would the game? Would the ball even fucking go down there? Uh maybe a couple of times. Ah, here we go. Stewart came off a wing at times last weekend. Don't know. Yeah, fuck. This is the time of year where uh, Geelong start trying really weird shit and um, losing finals. So I remember an elimination final where um, after absolutely dominating against us in defence, when we played them during the year, he played Blitz Abs on the wing, who did fuck all from the wing um, and let his direct match up to... This was was an elimination final. Yeah, was this the one where they also played uh, Paddy Dangerfield as a deep forward the entire game and then finally in the last quarter started decided to play him in the middle? It could have been. I think it was a prelim final maybe, Dano. Yeah, I just remember that one. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Your best ball yeah. winner, you're playing him at full forward the entire time and he, and he was missing set shots from 15 metres out. Yeah, yeah. So um, Stuart could play a wing, but yeah. Right, we'll move on to the next game. Essendon versus Richmond. We've got a few in these in this one here, Pado. By a few, I mean three. 
VC options? Might be a few more than three. Well, oh, sorry, four. I forgot about one. So I'm saying you got your parish, you've got your merit. Oh fuck, is Redmond playing? Who cares? He's been playing terrible. Is he is he going back to shit now? Yeah. Anyway, Tom Lynch, another one, big snaggeroonies. And Shea Bolton. Yeah, right. you've got um what about Ridley? Has Ridley been playing good recently? I feel like he has been. He has, yeah. Um not VC worthy though. No, nah, wouldn't have thought so. Uh you've got obviously Merritt Parish. Um you've got Nank Hervis who could have a large game. A oh, big Nank. Um you've got Lynch. Yep, said the Lynch box. Um yeah, and that's probably about it. I just want to see something here. Well, hang on. That can't that can't be the fucking Coleman medal. Yeah, there we go. Now it's updated. Sweet. Lynch is <laughs> a sneaky saying, chance as well with a big yeah, day. I reckon he could do it. I reckon. Imagine him kicking eight. Charlie Kerno doesn't even get a goal or gets one and ties it with Lynch. And the thing then, is, Lynch and Hawkins both play on Saturday. And they're about, what, six goals behind, both of them? No, no, they're seven. They're seven goals seven. behind. So, so that's why I said if they kick eight. eight. Yep. Imagine Lynch, 16 goals in two games. Oof. Pretty nutty. Yeah. There's Wayne Carey levels of dominance. Mm, oh, he dominated um, his mate's misses too, so. Uh, not Lynch uh, for those playing at home. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, no, I'll move on to the next game. Then the showdown, Adelaide Oval. Port Adelaide versus Adelaide at 7.30 p.m. on the Saturday. Got a fair Bobby few. Gray. You, you're, really, you're really going with the Robbie Gray, aren't you? You're really going. More of a romantic Gray. pick, but realistically, I think, yeah, Wines, Wines could have a big one. Um, fucking Rosie. Yeah, it's hard to look at. <laughs> Fucking crazy. Finn Layson. Imagine the scenes. He's been on a tear. Fucking has he? Yeah. I have not been paying attention to that dude ever since they rated him elite. Maybe that maybe Champion Data were right. Maybe he is elite. Uh, Don't say that too loudly. (laughs) A tear where he in round 21 he scored a 46. Mate, it's because he played Richmond. The Nank the Nank start made him look silly. Oh Jesus. Not hard to do. Oh fuck. Man, I just love that. He's been on a tear around 2146. <laughs> oh. Laird, Dawson. Yeah. Those guys. What about Boak? What's going on with Boak? Is he Jew? The old Travi. I mean, in a in a worthless game, I can see Boat just getting plonked on a half forward line, just because why bother playing him in the midfield? So the fact the fact is, the man's average one hundred and five point eight this year. He hasn't had the greatest run home though, at all. Oh, from round 16, 112, 94, 96, 103, 98, 116, then a seventy three. That's not great. I feel like they play some younger guys in there. Yeah, you're probably right there. Probably right. Uh, we'll get into captain territory now on the Sunday. Hawthorne versus Western Bulldogs at University of Tasmania. Does that mean Tom Mitchell's going bananas? Probably someone else that plays half forward for the day. Although, if it's raining, Tom Mitchell. I'm just saying, how's Tommy Mitchell going? Fucking fall from grace from Tommy Mitchell. My God. Sam Mitchell just, doesn't like his CBA- sake. His CBAs are down. Um, if he gets his trade this year, he's a massive watch for next year, depending on where he goes. Yeah, he's averaging, what did I just say? 96.7 he's averaging. Yeah, fuck yeah. Do you reckon he'll get traded to Richmond? If we miss out on Toronto, maybe we won't get both. Yeah, okay. Do you reckon Tom Mitchell will go back to Sydney and then the Giants get him with their fucking non-infinite Salary cap? No, no. Um, <laughs> non infinite. 
They didn't rate him as Sydney. He kept getting dropped, remember? Giants. The Giants. Go to the Giants. I mean, with what salary cap? That's why I said they're non infinite. They're non infinite salary cap, I said. Yeah. Collingwood could be a destination for him if they miss out on the Hopper, Taranto, Dunkley sweepstakes. I reckon Hopper's either going to stay or go to Geelong. Yeah, Hopper, Geelong, Taranto, Richmond. And if Collingwood miss out, even if Dugowie leaves, they reckon um, reckon Taranto will be desperate. I reckon Taranto will go to Richmond, but I, I still, I'm still strongly a firm believer that we're going to see freaking Bruin and Taranto traded to Collingwood in exchange for a Brody Grundy, and then they release Hopper. So then the Giants finally get the Ruckman they want, and they get him 300k cheaper, and they relieve Maybe. all of that cap space to get him. I just feel like it's going to happen. Yeah. Anyway, you've got the, so, you've got the Matt Crouch situation as well, um, which he yeah. will for sure leave Adelaide, um, and find a new destination as well. So there's a couple of sort of handball happy guys looking for new clubs next year who could be nice and cheap for the picking next year. I feel like one of them ends up with St Kilda, honestly. North. Anyway, um, it was Hawthorne versus Western Bulldogs, and we went off on a tangent there. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't even talk about options. Um, yeah, I, know. I was talking about Tom Mitchell as being an option potentially. You're like, yeah, in the wet, and then we just stopped. Yeah. <laughs> the, the interesting thing about this game is it's the first game on the Sunday, and they're the first of the three teams that can make that final spot. So, dogs are going to be pretty keen. I think Bontempelli might have a big game. Ooh. Um. Against the Hawks, if he doesn't get the Finn McInnes uh, flea treatment. I feel like Libba might actually go freaking bananas. I know we said he's a tag risk, but I have a feeling he's going to go 130 plus. Yeah, okay. Interesting. Just let McRae roam around and do his thing. Yeah, McRae could have a big game, actually. Hmm. Oh, the next game. Second last one. Collingwood versus... Carlton, even though it's Carlton's home game. Uh, <laughs> you said Paddy this Cripps game, and Cripps is going to go Brunanas. This game is going to be unbelievable, Dano. Yep. They already, already sold, sold out, out which yeah. is nuts, yeah. I've had um, Carlton mates of mine who it's their home game and they can't get like tickets, which is nuts. Um, yeah, anyway, uh, I, yeah, I feel like Cripps goes big. I just got this funny feeling um, that he has a really big game. Doherty, I like as a big game as well. There's someone that's in 10% of teams that you would need the biggest fucking gonads on the planet to captain him. Do you know who I'm talking about? Not Hewitt. No. 10% of teams still own Charlie Kerno. 10%. Interesting. Biggest balls on the fucking planet you'd need to pick him. It might depend on how many goals Hawkins and or Lynch kicks. Mm. But Collingwood have conceded scores to, to key forwards because they've their key backs are just decimated from mm. injury. Just saying, Pato. Sam Walsh? Sammy Walsh? Don't mind a Samuel Walsh. Uh, you're, still on, you're still on Crips, the Crips bandwagon. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. Last game, St Kilda versus Swans. Sydney Swans at Marvel. Do we see Jack Steele bounce back? No. No. He gets tagged, I reckon. Whoa. So I can't, I don't. Oh. What is Callum Mills like versus St. Kilda? If he goes absolutely ballistic against them, let's have a look. 86-183. Not filling me with confidence there on a a captain. Right there, Pato? The The thing that sucks is Tom Campbell is named on the St. Kilda bench. So if he wasn't named, I would say Roel Marshall scored 140 against the Swans, but... With the, with the presence of Campbell on the bench and being the last game in the round, you can't do it. So I, I don't like anyone from this game, if I'm completely honest, don't I? 
Fair. I just realized something. There's a player yeah. that we for, um, forgot to mention. He, it's, he's not a tag risk, but he actually does not play well against the Western Bulldogs. That's James Sicily. He is, these are his last scores against the Doggies. 87, 81, 92, his last three. His highest The Dogs have considered really big scores against halfbacks, though. But he's not a halfback. He, he played midfield on the weekend, don't he? Just saying, his highest ever score against them has been 116. Ever. Every other team's, like, freaking huge. Yeah, I'm... I wouldn't be against trading the cis dog out. That's me. That's a bold call. Not but... not after he got CBAs last weekend. Yeah, okay. Just random. <laughs> yeah, cis dog's uh, fine. Oh, Pato. Jack Sinclair. Jack Sinclair is the primo defender to trade out this week. Can I just say something? We haven't yes. had a question from Scobie Bryant this week. Yeah, very disappointing. I know, fucking let down. He's been week in, week out. Absolutely. He's been the MVP of the questions. He took over from Tate. Tate hasn't He's probably, given us one. Probably trying to uh, slut himself down in St Kilda, trying to find a ticket for Sunday. Potentially, potentially, because... Yeah, we we because we got a little bit of time. Uh, we we equaled each other in FPL, Pato, didn't we? We did, we did. Yeah. Um, yeah, everyone laughed at me. The Rodrigo pick. Uh, yeah, he just scored two goals. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I scored seventy. Don't know. Um, I scored, scored seventy. Same. My defense has um, been carrying. Yeah. My yeah. Defense so my defense has been shit else. Yeah. My mids have been shit. Last week I had Salah on two, Saka on two, Bailey on one, and Neto on three. Absolute pass. But I did cap. I captain Harland, and everyone laughed when I captain Harland over Salah. And he's st- even though he got five points, doubled to ten. At least it's better than two doubled to four. Yeah, I had twenty three points on my bench, don't I? Yeah, I only I only had ten points on my oh sorry eleven points on my bench, but one was Reese James. I'd have played. James on field. My my defense is lit. You know, my worst defender is Trent Alexander-Arnold. He'll come good. He's my worst defender. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Anyway. Pato, you got anything more to add? Do you want to do your Twitter handle? Uh, yeah. At P-A-T-T-O-S-Triple-C. Mine is at D-A-N-E-O-S-Triple-C. Um, so from us at the Supercoach Co-Captains, I'm Dano. And I'm Pato. And this is us signing the fuck off. And good luck, Jay, for the number one spot in Supercoach. And good luck to everyone in the grand finals.